0: Welcome, and thank you for joining the Society for Clinical Research Sites for SRS Talks. I'm Jimmy Bechtel, Vice President of Site Engagement. SRS Talks allows our partners and those we work closely with to take a few minutes to address issues of industry concern. In this installment, we're going to have Stacy Bledsoe, Advisor in Clinical Trial Diversity at Lilly, answer a few questions about clinical trial diversity and what Lilly is doing to advance this initiative. Let's take a moment. To meet Stacy. Stacy, would you mind giving a brief introduction of yourself and your work history?
1: Hi, good morning. My name is Stacy Bledsoe. I am the advisor for clinical trial diversity at Eli Lilly and Company. I am a nurse by background. Um, I have a master's degree in nursing. My job is to help move the strategy forward um, in terms of Lilly and our partners to make sure that we are addressing the gaps that exist among minority patients in our clinical trials.
0: Great, thanks. Casey, to get things started, can you provide more information about what Lily is doing specifically around clinical trial diversity and, and what, what their program entails?
1: Sure. So what the, last, what the events of the last year has taught us, Jimmy, is that we have to start to address the health inequities that exist in our clinical trials. And this has been an effort that we've been working on for more than a decade to make sure we reduce those barriers and increase our enrollment. and from a racial and ethnicity perspective um, in our US specific trials, but it has really taken off over the last year. And so Lily has three major goals to guide our work. Number one, we wanna make sure that our clinical trials represent the patients that will be taking our drugs at the end of the day. So for example, if 12% of African-American women have breast cancer, We should have 12% of African-American in our clinical trials. And so we are working diligently to meet those goals, understanding that it won't happen overnight, but we're putting tactics and things in place to make sure that we get there. Number two, we are working with more diverse investigators. And when we say diverse investigators, we mean more than just racial and ethnicity. We're talking about gender as well. We understand that we have to start collaborating. With um, our physicians that are on the ground in the communities that are working with these patients. And so we are moving towards that goal. Number three, we understand we can't do it alone. And so we're working with, uh, in collaborations and partnerships with external companies to really, and organizations to really start to build the trust in the community, use them as trusted intermediaries to help move this topic forward, not only from a clinical trial diversity perspective, but also health equity.
0: Those all sound like very uh, well thought out and, and what I'll say smart right uh, programs for an, an organization like Lilly to be pursuing. So I applaud the Lilly team for um, for focusing into those specific areas. But what I wanna I want to shift the conversation a little bit. Uh, we hear all the time that oncology is different, right? It's a yes. pretty common term. Um, yes. And what I'd like to explore a little bit is and, and, and get from you is why hasn't cancer caught up to other indications in clinical trial diversity?
1: Unfortunately, minority populations have been underrepresented historically in clinical trials. For example, we know that although minorities make up 40% of the US population, they only make up 36% of the participants in in key clinical trials that lead to approval of new medications. And the percentage is even lower in oncology, it's 27%. People of color experience barriers to assessing quality healthcare, driven by uh, socioeconomic challenges and bias and discrimination in medicine. And overall, they just have less access to healthcare means um, which leads to less help, uh, access to doctors who typically connect patient volunteers to our clinical trials. And so what we've tried to do within Lilly is really understand our data and our patients and where we stand, Jimmy. And we looked at our, the most recent trials in, in the U.S. for 12,000 patients, and we understand that we've enrolled about 39% of minorities, and specifically for Latinx or Hispanic um, patients, we have about 18% in our clinical trials compared to 18% of the US population. It's a little lower for African-Americans. We have about 11.5% compared to 13%. Overall, the numbers still leave a gap. And we know particularly in our oncology portfolio that there is more that we must do and that our peers must do. And so we're committed to this work and making sure that, we, that people are represented across uh, racial and ethnicity um, groups.
0: So, so let's talk about that commitment a bit, Stacy. What is Lily doing? What other strategies are you working on to increase the number of diverse patients enrolled in those oncology studies?
1: Yeah, great question. We know at the foundation of getting patients enrolled is addressing the lack of trust. And so we are working with um, people of color and community organizations to address this gap. Um, historically, there's a mistrust around medical research for patients of color because there's a dark history of exploitation and unethical experiments in minority populations, like the Tuskegee syphilis studies on Black Americans. Our industry is committed to addressing this mistrust head on, and we've started to work in these communities for education and outreach and just honest conversation, Jimmy, about what is occurring so that we can start addressing some of those concerns from patients head on. We are also looking to um, make sure that our volunteers and our trials and our investigators represent the studies that the the communities that they are in. So we are looking for um, diverse investigators to make sure that they are working with the patients in their communities that look like them um, and so that is one of the collaborations that we have taken on. And, in, and we're also improving our employee diversity. We know that we have to have people in the room that represent the communities that we are trying to reach. And so we put not only the community outreach things in place but also our workforce um, is moving towards a more diverse population.
0: Two great angles to approach this, right? Because I, 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 I agree. We see it all the time with our research sites. They, uh, the patients and those that are involved in our clinical trials have inherently more trust for, um, for those organizations when there's people there that, they, that, that look like yes. them and that they, 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 can, they can put that trust behind. So uh, what about the risks? What are the risks inherent in failing to achieve uh, sufficiently inclusive patient recruitments for oncology trials?
1: It's diverse representation is clinical, is critical to our clinical trials. It helps our researchers ensure that we're making medicines that will be safe and effective as possible for the patients who will use them. We know that people respond differently to medicines depending on their age, their sex, their race, their ethnicity, and other factors. And so what we learn from our research helps inform treatment decisions that doctors make for individual patients. It also contributes to public health initiatives that are designed to improve health equity and create better health outcomes for patients. And the numbers speak for themselves. We know that as an industry, we must do better. And so and we must address some of these barriers that we see within, our, within the two communities uh, that we are serving. At Lilly, um, specifically in the oncology space, greater diversity in our clinical trials helps us to develop more innovative medicines that are meaningful and make a difference to the people people with cancer and other diseases. So we've been working in this space, Jimmy. We will continue to work in this space and we are gonna be diligently making sure that we're putting things in place to actually move the needle in this area.
0: Excellent, Stacey. It's refreshing to hear such commitment on so many different angles from an organization and really taking a holistic approach, which sometimes we see you know, a piece here and a piece there, and someone's heading in the right direction. But it, it truly starts to, to to paint a picture of again that holistic view of what's happening at Lilly to to really tackle the issue of diverse patient recruitment. So, could you share a few examples of cancers that disproportionately affect minority populations? I've heard of breast cancer rates in Black women as well as cancer in Black men as being two notable examples, but. Uh, And follow up to that, uh, what are your thoughts on how those trials in such areas are evolving to reflect those disproportionalities and what types of continued improvements could you see needing?
1: Yeah, so great question. We know that in addition to breast cancer, as you've discussed, cervical cancer also um, affects African-American women at a much greater rate. And lung cancer disproportionately impacts African-American men. And so for us, it's important to understand what what these disproportionalities actually um, lead to. And so we are actually trying to really understand our patients, right? And and what we need to do to move this needle. So we are doing a patient journey to really look at an African-American women, particularly in breast cancer, what is their journey? What are the things that we need to remove and the barriers that we need to address in order to make them want to be a part of our clinical trials? And so I think we have to keep looking at efforts to really engage the patient, understand what their concerns are, work with community organizations and advocacy groups, which we've done and which we put in place to really understand how to move this needle. Um, We have to really focus on the communities that we are trying to serve.
0: Beautiful absolutely couldn't agree more with you Stacy. Um, the, the, that that really is what it all boils down to, right is is uh, fixing the disparities and the disproportionalities as I as a, the term I used uh, amongst patients yes. <laughs> who are adversely affected by, um, by, uh, by any disease state, but uh, as we're talking here specifically certain cancers. so thank you for that. Um, as we begin to wrap up. Stacey, let's end on a positive note, right? I think, awesome. I think the interview, uh, <laughs> I think the interview was was wonderful, and uh, we have a lot of really insightful information to share here. But are you optimis- optimistic that truly inclusive clinical research is is within the industry's reach? Is this something that we can do um, here in the? I- I'd say in the short term.
1: Yes, because now more than ever, we're seeing why collaboration among healthcare companies, advocacy organization, regulatory agency, and policymakers to further clinical trial diversity. And I can tell you that as a company, Lilly is truly committed to moving the needle in this space. Um, We uh, are putting all of our information on lily.com. You can not only go and see what our goals are, but you can actually see how we are tracking. And so we are publicly acknowledging and telling people how well we are doing in this space. And as I said earlier, Jimmy, we understand this is not going to happen overnight, but we are truly committed to changing the way that we provide care to all patients. So thank you so much for your time and the opportunity to, to um, talk about this very important topic.
0: Absolutely, Stacy, and thank you. Uh, I appreciate your time, and thank you for taking, uh, taking that time to answer a few questions about clinical trial diversity and diversity in our oncology studies. And thank Lily for the commitment that they've made to advancing this truly important initiative. For those of you listening, make sure that you register for upcoming webinars and discussions by visiting our Learning Campus, as well as the SCRS Insight Journal, published quarterly for members in the member section of our website, myscrs.org. We appreciate your participation in today's program and look forward to having you join us for more great content. Thanks for listening, and thank you again, Stacey. Thank you.